Welcome to Digital Nomad Master Podcast, where we teach while traveling the world. And we also teach you how to become a travel influencer. And we have a very special guest today. His name is Charles McCool, and he was voted the number two most travel influencer in the entire world. Uh, so quite the feat there. Uh, we're going to be interviewing him about his own journey, uh, you know, uh, traveling just from a traveler's perspective to becoming a travel writer, a travel speaker, a travel consultant and a travel influencer and he actually specializes in a very unique area it's called becoming a uh, being a travel happiness advocate and it's a term i never heard and i thought it's a quite a creative uh, terminology and it basically means uh how to be happier when you're traveling so for example i'm here in trinidad and tobago in the south caribbean and i don't have strong wi-fi and obviously, it makes me very unhappy <laughs> as a digital nomad. It, uh, it stresses me out. And I'm like, how can I do my interviews? I actually am recording Udemy uh, course with my buddy Scott Patton after this. Uh, I got coaching calls. I have a mastermind I run. And everything I do is digital. Uh, so without Wi-Fi, I uh, definitely get unhappy. So <laughs> we're going to be learning about how people can be happier uh, when they travel. Uh, so Charles, uh, why didn't you take us back to the beginning, um, all the way from when you were a wee lad to growing up and uh, now becoming a traveler, a travel influencer. Tell us about that journey. What made you so passionate about travel? All right, love it. I'll, I'll try and be quick. Um, I was actually born abroad. I was born in Spain. I grew up in the United States. So actually, before I was one year old, my parents took me all over. We traveled all over Europe. We uh, went around North Africa. We sailed across the ocean, road tripped all around the United States. But then I guess that, that uh, travel bug stayed dormant for a long time because then I didn't travel a lot. Um, I guess once I got out of college and university and then went into the professional world, after I worked a little bit, I decided, hey, I want to see more. So I actually uh, worked in high tech. I worked in the computer industry, and I would work really hard. But then on the weekends or when I had free time, I just I, I played with where do I want to go? Let's go explore some places. And this was just before the World Wide Web came into fruition. So back then, I had to book travel right directly from the travel suppliers or through travel agents. So. Uh, I guess I was an original travel hacker. I would like try and figure out what those rules were and how I can optimize my travel. So that's kind of like where I learned a lot of stuff. And then from that time on, I wrote articles, I, I did some talks, I taught travel classes for about 10 years, teaching other people how to travel better. And then while I'm raising my own kids, I just did a little bit of blogging and it's just come full circle to right now, it's really an optimal time to, to be online and to teach people how to travel happier. So it's a, yeah, it's definitely a title I've created for myself, but it kind of fits what I want to do. Absolutely, Charles. Uh, so, uh, you know, a great little backstory. Thanks for summarizing it so well. Uh, tell us about uh, some of your favorite travel uh, places. You've done a lot of travel in your life, uh, and you're definitely, um, you, you know, expert in this area. What are some of your personal uh, favorites? That's a great question. I mean, my favorite place to go, and I'm not wearing my T-shirt today, but I have one of those T-shirts that says my favorite place is uh, the next place that I'm going. So, you know, I love to explore places that I haven't been because that really excites my mind and gets me interested in what I'm doing. Um, I do a lot of Twitter chats, and that question comes up quite frequently, and I almost always say uh, my favorite place is an unpaved road. So I like to get out there in the car, get off the highway, find a small street, keep going smaller and smaller until I find 
a, a dirt road and then I'll just explore. And, you know, it really makes me happy. Um, I'm not one of those list makers where I have to go to every country, every continent, those sort of things. So I actually don't know how many countries I've been to. So don't ask me. I could give you a ballpark. So I'm not trying to check things off. It's like, you know, I do like going to new places, but I like going to new places within five miles of my house too. So it's just, I like to travel for the sake of traveling and exploring the world. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned it in that way because uh, that's one of the things I'm super passionate about, not just visiting all the places I've been to already, but trying out new places. And, uh, uh, you know, my wife and me, we kind of fight about this a lot because uh, I do this not just as a traveler, but I do this with restaurants, with movie cinemas. And she's like, why do you need to go to a new movie cinema? It's the exact same experience. Sitting in a... Um, sitting in a, a cinema watching a movie. Why do you need a new one? And she's sitting there with the restaurant. She's like, oh, one Thai place is the same as another Thai place. We <laughs> all really like this Thai place. Why do we need to go to another one? And I don't know. It's an unpaved road. It's uh, trying out new experiences. And it might just be a new shop or a new shopping mall or a new restaurant or a new cinema. And for me, uh, the novelty is what I really thrive on. So I can definitely relate to you, Charles. Uh, so tell us about um, your career now. Uh, you uh, mentioned things like your speaking, um, um, etc. So tell us a little bit about how that looks like. Uh, break it down for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done a lot of things. Like, so I taught travel classes for a long time, like I said, so I would make some income there. Um, I've always been of the mindset that I don't want to book travel for people. In other words, I didn't want to be a travel agent because I thought there was a conflict of interest. So if I'm helping people to, to find the best way to travel, I didn't want to focus on, hey, you know, one airline's giving me a 12% override. So, you know, naturally you want to send them there. Um, I did play with being a travel agent for about two years and it just wasn't for me. So, I mean, I do all kinds of things. Right now, um, I actually make most of my money from hosting Twitter chats. Um, but I have to say, I have to give you a little background and that is that money's not my main focus. So I know that's like a weird thing to say, but I'm in like this retirement mode. So where I've worked for a long time and now I'm basically semi-retired. So this traveling thing is perfect because I get paid to travel or I travel for free and I get a little bit of pay, but that's not the most important thing for me. For me, basically I'm getting to travel around the world or wherever I want to go and someone's paying for that for me. So I don't focus on the income as much, but I do make most of it from Twitter chats. And then I have a few little things like everyone else affiliates and do sponsored posts and things like that. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you're way too young to be retired, by the way, but uh, good on you for setting yourself up so well, you can retire early. Well, retirement's a mindset. It's like, you know, I'm still working. I'm working harder than I did when I worked, of course, but it's just that the, uh, the financial thing, I'm, my wife and I were very frugal and, you know, we were smart with our money so that we're at a situation now where we're, we're set up pretty well. So the, the money's not a focus. And I know it's different for everybody, just like traveling. You know, you said like your wife and you are different with your, your intense about travel. And I'm the same way with my wife. She wants to stay in one place. I want to stay in another. And that's why I call it travel happiness. I don't like to to, I call it shouting at people when you say, here are the 10 best places to eat in Miami. And it's like, well, no, they're not because everyone's different. So when I write articles, it's more like, here's some guidelines, some suggestions. It's not like um, 
I'm shouting at you like, here's the itinerary you must do, or here are places you must see before you, you know, die or something like that. So that, that's just a different mindset. Absolutely. It's almost, it should be called my favorite things or my favorite restaurants or my favorite sightseeing rather than the favorite because oh. uh, one's subjective, one's objective. Totally. Absolutely. So Charles, uh, tell us about the Twitter chats because um, I work with a lot of travel bloggers. I interview a lot of travel bloggers and a lot of travel bloggers are totally overlooking as a potential income source. Uh, so tell us about how you got into it and how other uh, travel bloggers uh, travel influences, social media influences can get into either um, creating their own tr uh, Twitter chats or uh, uh, being uh, a part of one. Like as a, uh, so explain a little bit more about the concept. I'm familiar with it because I've actually been asked to do quite a lot as well. Uh, but a lot of our listeners and viewers are probably not familiar with it uh, as much as you and me, for example. Okay, well, I'm going to go with a baseline of people know what Twitter is and have a Twitter account. So if you're on Twitter, then there's a lot of traffic, a lot of noise, and you use hashtags to filter through what you're looking for. So a Twitter chat is a collection of people that get together for a specific time, usually an hour, with a dedicated hashtag. And it could be, let's use my name, McCool Chat, or it could be McCool Travel, something like that. And we're going to talk about something for 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Um, so there are a lot of brands that host Twitter chats. For example, Expedia is on Wednesday afternoons in the United States around, I think it's 2 o'clock Eastern time. So you can go to hashtag Expedia chat, and every 5 to 10 minutes, Expedia will ask a question. It could be, what's your favorite summer drink? Or, you know, where's a place you're looking forward to going to this summer? So the opportunities there are... An influencer can work with a brand to help promote that to their audience and ask questions and recruit people to come and that sort of thing. So obviously, if a brand feels that's worthwhile to work with somebody and you need to prove that as an influencer, travel blogger, et cetera, then you know, it could be a win-win situation. So I have found a couple of brands that feel like it's a, a winning proposition to work with me. And um, I do feel like it's a sweet spot for me compared to a lot of other people. So, you know, I, again, just like traveling, you know, there's not one solution for everybody. Like, I can't do what other people do. And, and those, their skill set may be that they could punch out four sponsored articles in a day. And that's not something I like to do. There's other people that specialize in video or Pinterest or whatever. I happen to be pretty good at Twitter chats. So uh, for someone with a big Twitter following uh, who wants to... Um um, either create one because you could actually create your own Twitter chats by just creating your own hashtag. It could be uh, uh, something like uh, uh, Digital Nomad Mastery. That could be mine. And it could be a, a Twitter uh, chat all about uh, being a digital nomad, the struggles, the challenges, the good things, the bad things. Uh, but it's one thing for me to create it, a whole other thing for it to go viral, uh, for it to, uh, uh, to get a lot of uh, um, you know, uh, people engaged. So tell us about uh, what it takes to create a Twitter chat, for example, uh, and then what it takes uh, to forget people to engage. Because I could be just uh, hashtagging that all day long, and that doesn't mean anyone's going to engage with me. Well, you definitely got step one there. You just got to tweet it. You just need to get out there and do it. And, and Twitter is a free platform, so it doesn't require any tools or anything. So definitely you know, do a little background, like what's that 
what's that hashtag going to be? You know, what should I call it? For you, it could be DMM chat or something like that, something that may be memorable and get it out there. Um, I, I think it's important to get a couple of tribe members on your side. So I went to a talk at uh, TBEX in Alabama a couple months ago. And, you know, they talked about getting that first tribe member is important, but it's really that second one that really starts making you an authentic person to, to follow. So, you know, having a couple people in your corner that's also, you know, getting the word out there is very important. So, you know, just like anything else, it's not going to be a success from day one. So if it's something that you want to do, you're going to commit to it and, and hopefully enjoy it. And then after a while, it'll grow. But you can definitely look at my website, McCool Travel, and search Twitter chats. And I have a couple of articles with suggestions or just contact me. You know, I'm happy to talk to people about this. Oh, great suggestion. Uh, you can click on those links. Uh, uh, Twitter articles. And if you're listening to this, it'll be on the show notes on iTunes. Uh, so, Charles, uh, it's one thing to be a travel writer, a travel blogger, whole other ballgame to be a travel influencer. Uh, so, tell us the difference because I think influencer marketing, marketing is a hot and upcoming trend. Um, and I think a lot of people are making that switch from just being bloggers or social media marketers to being social media influencers. Uh, blog influences, travel influences. So tell us a little bit about uh, the, di the difference and how to make the leap uh, from being just a regular old traveler or travel writer to being a travel influencer. Well, thank you for calling me an influencer. It, it's, a, um, it's a term I'm trying to figure out whether that's the right term or not. And like you said, I call myself a travel happiness ambassador or advocate. So I, I don't have a one term that I use for myself. Um, but you're right, though, travel writer, travel blogger, those are just sort of like components of what I do. So influencer is kind of a good term. So, you know, some people just want to be a blogger or a writer, and that's fine. So let's go with the uh, premise you do want to be an influencer and really do something big. Um, you have to have the right skill set and mindset to do that. So it would be, you know, use, adopting the latest technologies, mastering the ones that are out there and popular being ready to change um, midstream. You know, if Pinterest is no longer a viable resource to use, you know, what's the next thing? Is it Flipboard? Is there something else that's down the road? So being able to adopt new technologies and really master the ones that are out there. Um, I guess some other tips, and, and, and again, I don't consider myself the big biggest influencer or anything like that, but really understand what you want. Because um, people ask me that all the time, like how do I monetize or how do I get more traffic or something like that? And I feel like, why do you want more traffic? So really think about that. What does more traffic mean to you? And it's just like, oh, so that I can get more trips. You know, why do you want more trips? You know, because I see so-and-so has 100,000 followers, so I want to do that too. And I just don't think that's the right thing. So I think really dig down and say, you know, what, what are my aspirations? What are my goals? If it's to make money and having more traffic gets you more affiliate possibilities, yeah, I mean, that's a great solution. Um, if having more followers gets you more opportunities, fine. But, you know, I've intentionally kept my follower count down and I've kept my network lean. And that's not my priority. And I get plenty of free travel. So I just, I don't buy that argument. 
but um, I think I'm done. <laughs> what, what, what's next, Vicky? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a great uh, kind of a, a topic to discuss because um, you know the term influence uh, means you actually have power over someone. Uh, for example, I'm an influencer of my kids, uh, and and that uh, takes a huge uh, responsibility. Uh, there's a great uh, Spider-Man quote. With great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. So it kind of scares me that I'm an influencer for my kids. Um, uh, so you can actually influence someone really badly. Like, I mean, uh, sometimes I'm using tech too much. And that actually influences them because they're like, daddy's using all his smartphone all the time. That means I can do it as well. Sure. So it's actually a, a huge responsibility uh, being a travel influencer or just an influencer generally. So uh, with, with, with the influencer marketing, uh, with influencing your network, I mean, you said you have a, a lean network. I mean, it doesn't have to be massive. Uh, uh, it just has to be the right network, the right readership, the right listeners, the right followers. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, how to influence correctly. Um, you know, you don't want to be like a Hitler. Uh, you know, uh, Hitler was very influential, uh, uh, but unfortunately in a very negative way, right? So tell us about how you can be a positive influencer uh, in the realm of travel. Yeah, I mean, authenticity, I think, is really important. So, you know, what are you all about? So I've played all over the place, like teaching people how to travel. And it's like, oh, I'll do road trips. I'll do luxury travel. I'll do this and that. But, you know, you, you, to be an influencer, someone has to believe you and pay you money for something. So for me to be a family travel expert at this point is not accurate. You know, I have kids, but they're in college. So I, I couldn't do the same thing you do. Um, I, I do love finding that unpaved road and driving that. So, you know, I could be an influencer there, but, um, you know, international travel. I can't be an Asia travel expert just because I've gone to Asia one time in the last 10 years. So I think really, you know, deciding what you want to be and writing about what you know or what you want to learn, I think that's really important. Um, and then, I don't know, kind of like what I talked about earlier, having that tribe. So having someone that that is in your corner and then will will share anything you, you put out there and um, help you grow. I think that's really important too. Absolutely, Charles. So you've created an amazing term. It's called uh, uh, a travel happiness advocate or ambassador. And it's so funny that I have you on the interview today of all, all times because uh, most of the time I've had good internet. But uh, here I am, actually, if you're watching this, I'm here in Trinidad and uh, I've had to go out to the balcony just to get good internet because uh, in my room, I'm not even able to access the internet. And I told the lady, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm paying, I'm paying for this guest house here. And she's like, well, you're paying for the room. I'm like, well, the room is supposed to include Wi-Fi. It's 2017, uh, for crying out loud. And she's like, well, you know what? Today's a national holiday. It's actually Eid's here in Trinidad, a uh, oh, yeah. Muslim holiday. She's just like, we can't fix it today. So I'm like, well, you know what? I think I'm going to have to switch guest houses just because I, uh, without internet, I am, uh, I'm toast uh, because uh, I, I can't do my interviews here. I got my Udemy course. I'm recording with my buddy later. I can't do any of that without internet. So tell, mm. tell me, tell me uh, how to... Charles, I was saying, um, how can I 
uh, be happier in my situation as a frustrated digital nomad with poor internet? <laughs> that is a tough one. I mean, I, the internet is cutting out, so I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you completely too. I don't know. I can't help you there because that's not part of being a happy traveler. I'd say, I'd say let's uh, table these issues until you had better Wi-Fi and then get out there and enjoy that lovely day in Trinidad. But, I mean, I do point out for traveling, um, most, most of the time when you do have some kind of issue when you're traveling, that, that could turn into an opportunity. So let's say you do show up for, let's say, a hotel room and they say, oh, you know what, our hotel's completely booked. Even though you have a reservation, we can't give you a room. You know, then they, they should be able to provide you an equal or better room at another property. Or you can just say, hey, look, is the presidential suite available? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, we're reserving that. It's like, but well, I have a reservation. So a lot of times if you're just working with the vendor that you can get better opportunity. I've done that with, with cars that were sold out, with hotels that are sold out, with airfares. Hey, you know, I can, I've been bumped up to first class a couple of times because they oversold the coach class. So I, that's just a mindset. So that's part of traveling happy, but it's a very small component. But I do hope your Wi-Fi issues resolve themselves soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, rather than staying here and uh, not having the problem solve itself, I'm actually uh, planning to check out. Uh, right now it is uh, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and my checkout time is, I think, uh, noon. Uh, so we're going to check out in uh, – uh, move to the guest house down the road with better internet. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of go with it. Uh, people understand, you know, I mean, people are very understanding that, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Trinidad is an island in the middle of the Caribbean. Obviously, I'm not in North America right now. So I wouldn't have good internet like I would back in my hometown of Vancouver, BC, Canada. So I think, uh, uh, I think people are very understanding. So, Charles, uh, you know, uh, if people wanted to uh, connect with you, find out more info, uh, learn how to be a, a, a travel influencer, learn how to be a little bit happier while they're traveling, et cetera, how can they connect with you? Uh, what is your website and social media? McCool Travel. My last name is McCool, M-C-C-O-O-L. So McCoolTravel.com is my website. You can find me on almost every social media by looking for Charles McCool or McCool Travel. So my Twitter handle is at Charles McCool, for instance. So yeah, I look forward to talking to anybody about Travel Happy. And it's a very fluid thing that I'm doing. So as I talk to more people and find out what makes them tick and how they want to be happier, I can come up with more solutions. And by everyone working together, we'll create a world of happy travelers. <laughs> Absolutely. And that world of happy, happy digital nomads. I know with, uh, <laughs> I've been interviewing about 70 digital nomads so far. And uh, this common issues i mean uh, wi-fi the thing i mentioned is obviously at the top of the list uh loneliness is a definitely issue that a lot of digital nomads face um uh, community uh, um you know stability uh friend um you know like just like packing uh, up all the time moving 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 that's a, a common thing as well so you know we need more people like you uh not to speed you know almost you need a digital nomad happiness influencer uh love it happiness advocate too Love it. That's, a, that's an awesome idea. I bet there's someone out there in your audience that could fulfill that solution. Maybe it's me. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you think of a problem, you got to figure out the solution. Don't just complain about it, right? Absolutely. I mean, work with the person. I mean, it, it, the person that you're interfacing with is probably not responsible for causing the problem. So it doesn't make any sense no. to get mad at them. So I, I believe in this karma type thing. No. So you be nice to them 
you know, they, they'll scratch your back too. So I, I've just seen that in action work very well over the years. Absolutely. So thanks again for your time today, Charles. It's been a great interview about, uh, you know, very unique area of uh, uh, travel influencing, um, uh, you know, running Twitter chats, uh, being a travel happiness advocate, etc. So thanks for your time today. Uh, happy travels to you over there uh, in the U.S. and beyond, and we'll catch you uh, soon. All right. Travel happy, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah, uh, as Charles said, uh, travel happy everyone. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and on YouTube. We have both the, the audio and the video. Uh, follow us all over social media. We're Digital Nomad Mastery. Our website is digitalnomadmastery.com. And, um, you know, we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Bye. Bye.